Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. Good morning to our podcast listeners. Welcome to the Career Services Podcast. I'm your host, your interviewer, Lagato Magadi, and I have Cody Rogers, who's joining us virtually today. Uh, Cody, how are you feeling? How are you? I am superb. Thank you, Lorato. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm actually looking forward to talking with you. Um, I see you have a, like extensive uh, your bio. You sent us your bio. And already I'm quite intrigued because you are in the field that I personally wanted to go in and still want to go in. So great. I really am looking forward to this conversation because I'm going to learn a lot from this conversation. Um Currently, right now, you're a clinical manager at a global clinical research organization. So CRO, that is based in Bloemfontein, right? Correct. So correct. I'm a clinical project manager with um, a global clinical research organization, correct? Yes. Okay, you're going to tell us a little bit what about, about more about that, what it means. But also, I see that you have your master's in social um, sciences degree specializing in psychology, Right. Correct. Um, and at some point, you you led a data team. That's how I, I imagine this is how you got to your your position right now. You led a data um, team in a large scale uh, clinical um, trial, and then later on became a project uh, manager for CRO. Correct. That's sort of the career projection in a nutshell. Yes. And now I'm quite interested on the jump from masters in psychology into now um, going into um, working for CRO as a clinical project manager? Sure. So um, the the jump is quite a big one, I must say. Yes. Um, obviously, when you uh, complete a master of social science degree with specialization in psychology, I think the general perception or idea is that you're going to move into a field um, within that realm. So psychology, yes. typically clinical or counseling psychology, mm. that's not the route that I chose to take. Um, instead, I um, sort of focused more on the research with my master's and I completed a master's, a research master's in 2019 on the predictors of prison adjustment amongst male incarcerated offenders. So I actually worked um, at a private maximum security correctional center for my research. Um, and during that year, I sort of made the determination um, regarding where my strengths lie. And that's pretty much more in the research focused world. Um, so in 2020, I was looking for a big career move. I um, was working at the varsity at the time, but I wanted to really sort of step into the working world, um, make myself known and sort of get into an actual career that I could build for the next 20, 25 years at least. Yes. Um, and so I decided to make the move into clinical research, which um, I guess in some ways it can be considered quite similar to the research focused background that I had, which was very much data oriented, um, mm -hmm. data management, things like that. But um, this now was more focused on clinical trials and much closely aligned with um, the clinical industry. So uh, running clinical trials for large scale pharmaceutical companies. You see now that makes sense. Now I understand how you jumped from um, 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 having your master's specializing in psychology because you were focusing now on the research and you saw that that's what you love was the research aspect of it. So that makes a lot, a lot of sense. Could you please just simply in layman's terms, break down exactly what you do? I'm sure our listeners have questions. What does a clinical manager do? What are clinical trials? What's going on? What are you talking about? Yes. Sure. So it's, it's quite a 
tricky topic to try to break down in just a couple of minutes, um, I must say. So just to put it into context for you, um, clinical trials are basically um, large-scale studies that, that are run um, with patients. Um, so our, my company or my CRO solely works with patients, um, mm -hmm. so not an animal-focused trial or anything like that. And essentially, the intention is to determine things like the safety, tolerability, and efficacy of certain study drugs or pharmaceutical products. So if you think of a very um, generic drug, so for example, um, paracetamol, right, or mm -hmm. aspirin, at some point we needed to have subjects or patients that were enrolled in a study to determine the safety, tolerability, and efficacy of that particular drug. Um, so that's sort of the clinical trial world. And it takes a very long time for a drug to get to development and to actually be rolled out onto the market so that it, um, it can be consumed by patients and then, of course, potentially enhance the quality of their lives, right? Yeah. Um, so what I do as a project manager is I'm responsible for managing the rollout of the clinical trial from a data management perspective. Okay. So essentially, I work um, as the interface between um, the CRO and our build team that's responsible for sort of building the clinical trial and the client who is typically known as a sponsor in the CRO world. Mm. And um, they essentially um, fund or sponsor the whole clinical trial um, and the, the goal at the end of the day is to ensure that there's some sort of, well, not to ensure, but the hope is that there's some sort of breakthrough so that yes. you can drive healthcare forward and um, really contribute to the lives of, and many times, chronically ill patients. Yes. So you are the lady behind um, the safety of us just taking a popping appeal. You do all the hard work <laughs> in the background. So if you think about it, if you, if you, if you take a look at um, the pamphlet inside a box yes. of a medication uh -huh. right yeah. we are the team that sort of will map out exactly what those um, indications are or those um, you know side effects might be of a drug because we've yes. studied that yes oh those papers and they are long written in fine print because you have a lot to say probably about, <laughs> about the bill Truly. so now I hear that you can, you, you've chosen a career path right were there any doubts that you had regarding your decision um, taking this route into research and not maybe exploring the psychological side of your studies I think the real traditional approach with um, psychology as your foundation is to as I say go into a clinical or counseling um, psychology approach yes, and yes. Um, that's sometimes what's expected um, of you as a student at some point but I have not doubted my decision to date to move into the more research focused world the more data-driven practices and mm. um, this is something that I'm fascinated by that I love that's incredibly challenging um, to try to map out the challenges with truly take a good couple of days because there's <laughs> yes. an infinite number of things that could potentially go wrong in a clinical trial as you can imagine yes. but there are also conversely an infinite number of really incredible amazing breakthroughs that you can see um, as well mm. in patient data um, so I've not doubted my decision at all um, I've been very happy with the move and it's been incredibly fulfilling on a personal and a professional level um, to be involved in this work that's beautiful just hearing you talk about this I can tell um, no doubt whatsoever. So that's, that's very, very good. Um, so tell us a little bit, um, in your job, if you said there's a, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, um, there are a lot of things that can go right as well, but I'm sure there are parts of your job that you really like, no, not this. So can you please just tell us a little bit about the worst parts of um, the job that you do for you personally? 
Sure. Um, I think that there's a big challenge with this job is that it requires you to be incredibly flexible, incredibly agile. It requires you to adjust and pivot on a dime. Mm. Um, you don't get much notice and you have to change, adjust um, your processes and do things differently. And you have to think in new ways constantly. Mm. So I think that um, this is a pro definitely but it can also be sometimes a con in some ways because just once you've started to master a process once you've become familiar with something once you feel like you've seen everything that there is to see about um you know a way to roll out a process mm -hmm. something so, changes yes. and then you have to pivot and adjust and it becomes you know obviously a relearning experience again mm -hmm. so um you have to be a lifelong learner with this job absolutely Sounds like you can't be too comfortable. <laughs> when you feel Absolutely like you're too comfortable, not. something is going wrong. You can't be too comfortable. Okay, and then what makes up for all of those challenging um, um, parts of your job? For me personally, I think the, the fact that you are encouraged and consistently pushed to learn. I mean, you're, you're challenged every single day. Mm. Um, you're pushed out of your comfort zone. You're forced to interact on difficult topics. You forced to use problem solving skills critical thinking skills you're forced to think innovatively um and so these are things that obviously require a lot of effort um i mean just to just to put it quite bluntly you know my job doesn't require a lot of physical work but mentally it's, it's a lot of focus a lot of self-discipline a lot of um you know time spent trying to resolve an issue um, and that can be quite challenging but then on the flip side it's incredibly rewarding when things do work out when you can look back and you can see the progress that you've made in terms of um, identifying a problem and then finally coming to a resolution um, and then you know then you know what the resolution is and you can implement that um, on other trials or studies moving forward mm. well that, that, that does sound very um, I think people would like to think that challenges are the negatives are the challenges but I like how you approach it saying even the challenge is the best part of my job so you run towards danger you are the fight not the flight kind of lady <laughs> that's my goal that's that's my goal honestly um every day I strive to embrace the challenges embrace the failures embrace the disappointments um because I found at least that you learn a lot from those mm -hmm. when things are going really smoothly and it's all um, you know, going well and going exactly according to plan, you're not learning much. Um, you're just executing a plan, essentially. But Basically. when things go kind of sideways and when it just feels like things are going downhill fast, uh, I find that that's when the learning happens. And that's what I'm after. How did this job change your perspective of life, the way you live? I think all jobs um, sort of come to serve a role in your life. Um, this particular one has served me in many ways and has broadened my um, thinking around life in general and actually far beyond the working world, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I'm somebody that's incredibly driven, motivated, self-disciplined intrinsically, almost to the point where um, you will compromise on several other things to, to ensure that you do a good job. Yeah. Um, but this job has taught me that it's okay to, you're, you're good enough and your best on any given day is truly your best. You don't have to be beating yourself up about not doing enough or not feeling like you've done enough. Um, 
I think it's okay to have a life outside of work. Um, and I think particularly the company on the CRO that I work for now, that's fostered very much in the work culture. Mm. Um, I know that other people are not as fortunate to work for companies that have that same philosophy or that same approach to employee management, um, where it's just about like work, 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 get yes. it done, get it done, get it done. But I think for people um, that are already very intrinsically motivated and very driven um, on their own, you actually need a company or an organization that kind of helps you to tone it down. Um, yeah. So you don't have to always be so intense about everything. Nothing is that serious. Nothing is that serious. I, I, I like what you just said right now. And I think something that's something our listeners should take in that um, your schooling, your job, that's not your whole life. But then it, there's a lot to learn from those experiences as well. You love your job. I can see that in your eyes that you love your job. But what else would you rather be doing if you weren't doing, um, if you weren't a clinical project manager right now for CRO, what else would you be doing? Um, something that I would love to do, which is actually something that I did um, sort of like delve into and dabble in a couple of years ago mm. was um, life coaching. But at the time, I just felt, you know, I was in my mid-20s and I, at that stage and I just felt you know what what does a 25 year old potentially <laughs> have to offer to yes. the world and the answer now is a lot I mean I know that mm. but I also feel that with life experience and um you know sort of the more people you engage with and um you become a bit more wise the older you get um mm. I'm not saying that for myself now I'm, I'm saying that for 10 20 years time so in the future I'd like to sort of um build up a little um life coaching sort of portal essentially yes. um, and coach people on um, a casual basis. Nothing formal, nothing um, necessarily therapeutic related or treatment related, for example, but really just sort of providing um, coping mechanisms, um, things like that, you know, yeah. it, focusing on adjustment. Um, that's something that I'm also really passionate about. I really think you'd be really awesome at that. Thank I feel you. motivated and life coached already just sitting here listening to you. <laughs> Okay. I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> we have reached the segment of our, the part of our segment where we uh, have fire questions, okay? So these are going to be rapid questions I'm going to ask you. Please don't think about it. It has to be quick. There's a ticking time bomb behind. If you take too long, I'm going to blow up. Okay, you ready for our fire questions? Fire away. I can't live without? A key inbox. My secret web is Prioritizing um, my working day. I always have? A mentor. I will never forget to give credit where credit is due. I hope to never be scared of failure. Amazing. Thank you. That's the end of our questions. I love the first answer. <laughs> Clean inbox. Inbox. Totally. That's important. People always miss that up. But thank you. Thank you so, so much for spending time with us and uh, taking time out of your busy schedule um, to take us in this interview. I hope you have a brilliant day. And our listeners, I hope that you guys uh, were able to take in some fruitful um, information here and also apply it in your daily workspace or in your future going forward. Thank you so, so much, Cody, for sitting with us. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Thank you um, so much. And please enjoy the rest of your day. Alrighty. Take care. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.